the future of photography. Hey, hello and welcome to the show where we explore how new technology can help you make fantastic photos. I'm Chris. And I'm Aid. Hey, everybody. Hello. Ah, quite a timely topic today. Uh, before we get into Kodak Coin, um, let me tell you about one thing that just recently happened that made me chuckle. And it has to do with computational photography. Um, I have set up a new video streaming setup here on right above my computer there's a there's a tripod behind my computer and then there's a camera on it is looking at me and I do these weekly video streams um, and I wanted the picture to be better so it's it's a long story it's an APS-C camera with a HDMI output that goes into the computer and so on and what it does is because it has a bigger sensor and it has a bigger aperture you get a nice shallow depth of field. So the background is out of focus, which is the look that you get from larger sensors and bigger apertures. And I tested that last weekend on a live stream and someone commented, oh, Chris looks like he's on portrait mode. <laughs> Now, we all know portrait mode is the thing, Apple calls it that, is the artificial background being out of focus, the artificial shallow depth of field that they computationally add to their photos. Um, but just the fact that someone, that some people seem to be already at the point where they don't really equate that look with uh, shallow depth of field with, with a larger sensor, with a bigger piece of film, with a larger aperture, but with something that is called portrait mode, I found very, very funny. That's, uh, that is interesting. Uh, <laughs> the cultural is, shift happening very quickly. It, it is because that, yeah, that person might, I guess, I mean, I'm speculating here, but that person could be somebody that's never really had a, a, exactly. a camera with a large sensor. So to them, if you, you know, the portrait mode is the only way they know to get the focus, the, the, the out of focus areas in the background. The, the name changes. So, so from now on, that person will probably look at every photo with shallow depth of field and go, oh, that's portrait mode. <laughs> Isn't that, I find this very interesting. It, it, it is interesting. It's um, but I have uh, I have my own portrait mode story to share. Actually, for this week, I happened to be in an Apple store uh, yesterday, and uh, I thought, well, I'll pick up one of these new phones and try it the portrait mode. And and immediately I switched it on, and of course, it gets this effect from sort of of jumping in when you change it the mode on the camera. So you open the camera app, and it's got the normal wide angle lens, and people that are a few meters away, you know, are are fairly small in the frame. And I switched it to portrait portrait mode and it sort of jumped in as you do like punching in a zoom and uh it immediately i immediately <laughs> felt it, it like i'd invaded their personal space <laughs> so you went you went Which, all self-conscious you went you went all you went all british on them <laughs> i did i did i went all british oh yes but the, the thing is um uh, it only lasted an instant and i thought don't be silly because all i'm doing is holding up a phone in a shop that exists to sell phones um so no you know so i wasn't invading their personal space at all but that was my instant gut reaction um which i i found intriguing um uh, but yeah so yeah well long you know um Good, yeah. Long live portrait mode, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Depth of field is dead. Long live portrait mode. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, so let's let's dive into today's topic. Um, Kodak coin. What do you know ah, about yes. Kodak coin? 
What do I know about Kodak? I know I can't say it properly. Um, so say, say it like Kodachrome, but Kodakoin. Oh, Kodakoin. Kodakoin. Oh, that sounds mu that's much easier to say. <laughs> too too many cuff sounds in the middle of that word. Um, so, well, what do I know about it? Well, I I know that it's a cryptocurrency. Uh, it's similar conceptually to Bitcoin. Um, I am not a Bitcoin miner myself, but I'm familiar with some of the concepts. Um, and I'm I, and I also saw uh, in the news what the announcement did to Kodak's share price, <laughs> which was um, interesting. So, so, but but I, I I don't know why. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, you know, yeah, our standard, our standard question. I'm not entirely sure what this means for the future of photography, but well, um, let's explore. Let's yeah. explore. I, I was, I was trying. Uh, uh, I was thinking that we'd make this episode first of all about what a little with a little, um, with a little primer on what that cryptocurrency thing is at all, because a lot of people still have no no clue what it means. And um, before we start, I need to make sure you all know, this is no financial advice. We're not giving any financial advice. Um, we're also recording this earlier. Um, the episode comes out pretty much around the time when Coda Coin is issued. Um, but we are recording this earlier, so things might have happened in between, which we don't know about. So uh, I, I try to keep this as current as possible, though. Um, so, and then, and then I want to go into why that, why that might be interesting. And I also want to go into one other thing that Kodak has uh, done with, uh, cryptocurrencies, which is, um, renting out a Bitcoin miner, which is a co completely different thing from this. Mm, yeah. So let's start. Um, so no financial advice. Huh? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. I'm, I'm not assuming right now that you are giving me financial advice. Right. Um, and don't, don't with whatever you do with cryptocurrencies, with any investment of sorts, do not put more money in than you're willing to lose, because there is no guarantee that that stuff will be around with any stock, but also with cryptocurrency. So, having that out of the way, um, first of all, we, we're just looking at an announcement here. An announcement that they want to issue something and they also announced what they want to do with it so that's the that's the two things that we know uh they they gave us an outline of what Kota coin is going to be used for or should be used for or they want to use for but it's only announcement at this point so it's vaporware at this point uh, we haven't really seen any proof of concept there I um, didn't think these things were real anyway i thought <laughs> there's not going to be an actual coin that says kodak on it a, a, a virtual coin um, but it's 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 quite real i mean look at the price of bitcoin which is which is going on a roller which has gone on a roller coaster since its inception but it at times was way over ten thousand uh, dollars per bitcoin and as you said Coin is conceptually similar than that uh, now let, let me just for for those who have no clue what we're talking about and it is it it is related to photography, or we'll get into the point how it is related to photography. Um, I'm going to try to give a, just a very brief primer on what that cryptocurrency thing is. Um, because, uh, and I'll try to be non technical. And it's, uh, yeah, let, let's see. So, uh, the one big problem with digital data is that it can be copied. So, if I have a, let's say I have, I have a photo here, a JPEG on my computer. I can send you a copy of that, but I still have the JPEG. 
Right. Some people might say that's a benefit rather than a problem. <laughs> it is. It is certainly a benefit. <laughs> On one side, it's a benefit, especially I, if you sell digital goods. You can, I suspect Instagram them. would think it was a good thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but seriously, uh, you 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 if if you are in a, if you're a stock photo agency, hey, being able to copy JPEGs and and multiply them as as often as you want is good because you can sell them more often and you don't uh, have yes. you don't have high production cost. As the moment you get into something like currency, that is a bit of a problem. If I have one crypto dollar and I um, I give you a copy of that, now all of a sudden there are two crypto dollars and that's a bit of an issue, right? Mm-hmm. You cannot just uh, increase the amount of money by copying it. That would be a bit of a problem. So over time, there have been middlemen that, that established themselves uh, to take care of that. And let's call them banks, Okay, uh, in the in the virtual space, uh, one of those might be, and I'm not being precise here, okay, but just for the concept, um, let's call one PayPal. So you send me money through PayPal, and PayPal is in charge of taking that off your account and putting it on my account. So they are keeping a ledger, they are keeping a central big book that that records all these transactions. Now, the, what the big the big invention around cryptocurrencies is that you can that, that that someone or some some person or a group of people have invented a way to to digitally be able to pass around something without being able to copy it. So the Bitcoin that's that's the the, the kind of the grandfather of all of these things. The Bitcoin you can. Give I can give you a Bitcoin. Well, I could if I had one, but I, I can give you a <laughs> yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah, that'd be great grateful. They're, 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 they're worth quite a lot of money. <laughs> um, well, at, at the time of this going on the air, I have no idea how much worth a Bitcoin is, if it's gone down or up. It's quite volatile. Um, so, so I can give you a Bitcoin, and then you have it, and I don't have it anymore. And there is no way under this system for me to keep a secret copy of it. So that makes it uncopyable if that's a word if not no, i just invented it's it it's good no it's good so 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 it's not but that's not because it happens to be bank uh, backed by a, a major bank and the interesting thing is it does that without needing that middleman so it's it's what we call decentralized it is something that and it's all it's, there's lots of mathematics and lots of cryptography involved that's why it's called cryptocurrency um, but in general, that's the idea behind it. You have a token of some form, and that token can be given to other people. Even fractions of that token can be given to other people without um, b- without the ability to just make a copy. So it is kind of a it, it guarantees the whole system guarantees that there is only one of each, and that makes it uh, a, a, va- a a valid means of trade, a valid means of of exchange. Yes, because if your currency was grains of sand um, or shells, you could just go to the nearest beach and get some more shells. Well, until all the beaches are empty. The problem is there are so many grains of sand, but um, there is this somewhere uh, in the, I think the Amazon or somewhere, there's this uh, ages old currency, which is big stones on the, that that sit in the, in the landscape somewhere that have value, that people have assigned value to. And... Uh, the the ownership of these stones um, is put in a ledger somewhere, and 
whoever owns the stone is richer than the others, but you don't you don't move them around. They just sit there. But um, th this whole value and how the value comes into these things is always is always determined by, well, first of all, if people believe there is value in it, and then if um, yeah, if if there is some use to it. And Bitcoin has proven to be of use because you get around the middlemen, you get to do international transfers without a lot of fees, um, and so on and so on. So there's um, that's one of the reasons uh, why Bitcoin is probably more worth than it was five years ago or three months ago or a it's week ago. It's proving useful. It's proving useful. It's proving useful. So that is the cryptocurrency part of it. There is another thing on top of it, and we're we're now talking about over a thousand different cryptocurrencies. It's a huge thing. It's fa fairly easy if you are into the whole tech and computer and mathematics thing. It's not too hard to create an own cryptocurrency. Most of them will never flourish because no one uses them because they're only kind of a handful of people. But some cryptocurrencies have become also mainstream. Um, one is called Ethereum. And I've Ethereum, heard of Ethereum. You have heard of that. And mm -hmm. Ethereum is like Bitcoin. It works almost under the same principles with some changes. And one of the things that Ethereum does is it it expands the use of this cryptocurrency to more things and they call they call them smart contracts. So in that oh, I have to explain one more word, and that's one word that everyone is using right now. This is the blockchain. Mm, the blockchain is a good word. <laughs> right? Goes goes of comes of the tongue really nicely. Now the blockchain is the ledger. It's the thing where the the cryptocurrency records its entries in. That's pretty much what it is. So okay. it's a it's it's they they record them in blocks and then they chain those blocks at each other, and that's why it's called a blockchain. That's all you need to know about it. Okay, so, so so at the moment my brain is starting to overheat. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. As, as I told you, this is non-technical. So the, this, this the blockchain is the records this is the non-technical description, is it? <laughs> right? The blockchain records these transactions. I'm giving you a token, and that's that goes in the blockchain. Um, and in addition to the value of the token, there can be other information. And what is in the blockchain is in the blockchain. There's no way to change that later on. That's one of the reasons why why you cannot copy them because you cannot just go into the blockchain and double a block or something. It's not possible. So you, what, what is recorded in the blockchain is recorded in the blockchain. And there's no changing of it. Okay. And, the, the, and you can add more things into these blocks, including contractual information. And that gets interesting uh, when we look at Kodakoin. So let's take this back to Kodakoin and yeah, what's going on there. <laughs> that was the long way around, 10 minutes of introduction. <laughs> um, so Kodakoin, how do, how do they want to make use of that? First of all, Kodakoin is, uh, is a license agreement. So it's not Kodak themselves, but they are uh, uh, pretty much working together with a company called Wen Digital. I think it's German-based. I'm not too sure about that. So they have entered into what's called a brand licensing relationship. So look, when WENN will, uh, according to the website, provide digital asset management and protection under the Kodak brand and so on. So, uh, and the whole platform that runs on is called Kodak One. So that's uh, just a few things to get out of the way. Um, so there are a few things that you can do. And one of the things, especially with these coins or these tokens coin token is pretty much the same thing um 
on a blockchain with smart contracts, all the things we talked about a few minutes ago, um, means that uh, you can create what's everyone knows as a market, right? You have something to sell and you have something to, or, or someone else wants to buy it and you create. And, and the, okay. And the thing to sell would be a photograph, right? An image. Well, lots of different things. So uh, photos and, and, and trading photos are one of the things that you would do on that Kodak One blockchain. Well, not, they, they call it blockchain, I think. So um, <clears throat> the, 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 the whole thing, the, the things they want to offer include, for example, image registration. So you, um, they want to enable you to register your images on that blockchain. And as I said, once it's something is in the blockchain, it's there, right? It's, uh, it's visible in the blockchain. Um, and by the way, those blockchains tend to be public, so everyone can see that. You can't really see this is image XYZ by this photographer, but an entry of some form is in there. And it can't be taken off again. So that um, is supposed to be used as a proof of ownership, like a copyright registration. But with a, in the United States, with copyright registration, there is a registration office and they keep a ledger. Here, it's the blockchain. That registration authority isn't required anymore. I think it's the, is it the Library of Congress or something in the in the USA that 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 you can use to Possible. register your images? Possible. Yeah, I don't know. I've I have never done this in the United States. Being here in Germany. The, the whole thing works a bit differently. But that is uh, kind of an attack on the copyright uh, registration system, uh, or at least an alternative to it. Um, rights management is another thing they claim this will enable, or this they, they will try to enable this, which means that uh, not only the ownership of uh, photos is registered there, but also the licensing terms for those photos. So licensing... You can look it up and it's it's there and it's unchangeable. Uh, then, of course, uh, um, as a distribution platform, as a market between licensees and licensors, so people who have a photo and they want to sell it and register it there, and then uh, people who are in need of photos and they could use that platform to trade. And Kodacoin is the token that this gets traded with. So... Uh, that then there is uh, another component they want to add, and that's that's what they call post licensing. Uh, they want to build a platform that crawls the web and finds your registered images uh, to help with legal enforcement. So if someone steals your images. Um, not sure how successful this can be, but that's one of their claims they want to enable with that. Um, and then of course usage tracking based on that uh, crawling usage tracking which would allow you to track where your images are used in which way. So this is pretty ambitious, isn't it? Because what you've just described in the last couple of minutes there is that Kodak is trying to launch a new product that is going to replace the Library of Congress. <laughs> it's going to replace Google because it'll track all your images for you. Well, um, it's, going to it's going to replace the need for lawyers. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be pleased. <laughs> That's... That well, th that's that's what they claim they want to do. Again, this is just an announcement at this point. We haven't seen the execution yet. Um, okay, so I've got a I've got an idea bubbling in my brain, right? Okay, okay so we have so uh, because I'm I'm a consumer, right, uh, and I'm very much an amateur when it comes to photography. You're a professional, and and you've experienced the changes in the industry. 
uh, for the last however many years. Um, I, I'd really like to talk about, I think, those two different points of view. Okay. So <laughs> let me give you let me let me start right. So so when you watch it when you watch a courtroom drama on the television or in the yes. movies, it's always it's always the prosecution that starts, isn't it? <laughs> you know. Yeah, go ahead. So I'm so I'm going to I'm going to challenge this a bit, right? Because you you're explaining all of this, and this feels to me like a little bit like what's happened in the music industry in the last ten years, maybe fifteen, maybe twenty at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, so when when I was younger. Right, there used to be this thing called the album. Bands used to oh, spend a lot of time. <laughs> bands used to spend a lot of time uh, and a lot of effort and 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 a lot of money sometimes making these these albums, and they were marvelous works of art. Um, and uh, they were tour, um, but they would lose money on tours uh, because they'd be very extravagant and and what have you. Um, and uh, but they'd make a lot of money selling albums, and you got that because they were they were scarce resources. You know, you had to buy uh, you know a record or a cassette or eventually a CD or whatever. Um, now um, technology has totally disrupted that industry and turned it completely on its head because now there's no money in making records. But there is money in touring. There are no records. Uh, and that's there, that's well, the thing, Okay, right? <laughs> so, well, I don't... So this is this is a whole lifetime of vocabulary. It's, no, I'm not, you know, um, there there are single songs, and sometimes they get bundled into an album, but that's not an album anymore. Yeah, I, but I get so, your point, yeah. Yeah, but, but, but there are still bands that release albums. They just True. don't, you know, and, and of course, and let's... let's um, and yes, of course, you know, vinyl is coming back and all of that sort of stuff, but that's only ever going to be a drop in the ocean compared to the global consumption of music. So right now you've got Spotify and I happen to use Spotify uh, and you can get access to pretty much any record, any song, any album in the world um, for £10 a month, which is what I pay. Um, so clearly there's there's that once that's spread across everybody that makes music, there's not, there's not a lot to go around. But people work by people earn money by touring and by selling merchandise and building communities around their bands. So, OK, so that so so what I see here with Kodak then, right, is this feels like what um, Sony Music was trying to do 10 years ago, which is to say to everybody, no, it's OK, it's OK. There's a there's a, uh, you know, we'll protect you all and um, we'll use this thing called digital rights management and, and it'll all be, you know, and of course they lost. They lost that because battle. Because DRM, digital rights management, has never really worked because it was a centralized bad implementation. It was... Uh, uh, they they were doing something. The computer nerds will know the term op, um, security by obscurity. So they were kind of hiding what they were doing, so it couldn't be scrutinized by by people. Um, look at Bitcoin for, and it has quite a lot of value. There are billions of value of Bitcoin around, and um, the, you you can be sure that a lot of people with uh, nefar nefarious motives have tried to crack it, and it hasn't been cracked. So there's a lot of and it's open source, so you can look it up. You can you can look at the source code. So everyone is trying, or not everyone, but a lot of people are trying to crack it because if you crack it, you are all of a sudden a rich person. So oh, okay, good. So so, so the technology is stronger. So technology that's a good thing. is very but, strong. Yes, but conceptually, right? As an amateur, so I don't make any money out of photography. So as a as a as a hundred percent amateur and as a consumer, uh, uh, you know, uh, of of media. 
um there's an angle into this kodak thing that just feels like it's it feels like it feels like sticking to film because it's profitable and not moving to digital (laughs) that's what it feels like feels like history repeating does it if it feels like because the world has moved on and you know don't get me wrong i think artists are fantastic and i love the fact that artists get you can get rewarded for the effort their creativity um and and i i I, you know i really think we should protect that i think that's one of the most luxurious things we have in this little world of ours is 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 to create art you know and and to express ourselves culturally um but the business model that supports that has fundamentally moved on in the last 10 years and i this feels to me like trying to go for protectionism mm. now this is what this this is why i'm really interested in your view as because that that's the you know that's me being the protagonist me me yeah the 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 lawyer for the prosecution um you know ch- challenging this because i think you know um you know this goes up against stories of you know photojournalists being fired from newspapers and you know um the terms and conditions of every single website in the world saying we own all your imagery and we can do whatever we like with it um, well, what, this, what, what does the, it feel like to you? Well, the the thing this is trying to do, and I haven't even given you the entire things, like the the, the, the entirety of things that they claim. There's an even bigger part that I'll get to in a minute. But um, this it seems like it might be able to get uh, the control of this back into your hands. So, uh, as a photographer. Um, I think everyone kind of feels protected of their babies, you know, the photos that you spent a lot of time, well, first of all, learning how to make them and then uh, ex- executing that using the right techniques at the right time, at the right point, at the right place, and um, maybe traveling to places to get those unique photos. And uh, as a photographer, I think uh, you also have the right to be protective of that. So there is this, there is this, there are the two, these two sides to it. The one is the, okay, the culture of the mashup right now. Everyone is like, okay, uh, I want to share this photo on Twitter and I don't care who, who who's the originator of it. Um, and then there's the originator who sees his work being ripped to shreds by others. And it's it's a very thin line to balance on. So I do not have the solution for that. But that image management uh, facet that, uh, that that has been big in what I've said before is only a small part of that, but be- uh, of this because Kodak Coin or Kodak One, they also claim that they want to enable uh, through that an entire community marketplace. They want to bring the entire photo ecosystem onto a blockchain, and that includes, well, the photographer themselves and their services. Because as a photographer, you might be hired by someone. The travel that goes around it, models. Um, that you would hire, venues that you would hire, a studio that you would rent. Um, so this entire ecosystem of things that you might need as a photographer, props maybe, you might get a costume place to rent uh, something. Um, all those could be uh, part of this whole ecosystem and be then, well, accept Kodacoin, use Kodacoin to get paid and... Uh, so 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 let's just leave it at that that's kind of the the marketplace um idea around coda coin and it of course will always depend on how it is executed so we haven't seen anything from these people yet and 
Um, it's a very buzzwordy kind of thing right now. Um, <laughs> blockchain. It's great. It's great for share prices. <laughs> it is definitely great for share prices right now because everyone goes, "Oh, blockchain! That's going to be something big," um, and no one really knows at this point. But it has some very interesting ideas behind it. And now, okay, so where does the value of these things come by using them, and how do you get these co these tokens into people's hands by what's called an ICO? Now, if you've ever dabbled with stocks, you know what an IPO is. Um, I do, yes. Where a company says, we are going to be on the stock market and we have an initial uh, offering. We sell our stock initially. And then at this point, it cannot only be used. So a stock is pretty much there to be traded or held. Um, in the crypto space, that's called an ICO, an initial coin offering. And it's pretty much a crowd sale, a token crowd sale, a bit like like Kickstarter, you know, you invest um, into that and then it will, first of all, hopefully be used if they execute well. Um, but it's also uh, a means of speculation. So you could just hold Kodak coin and hope for it becoming more expensive and then selling it again. Or you could use it and use it to do all the things above if that is well executed. So hmm. at this point... Uh, do they have a value? Well, yes, because right around this point in time, if everything comes to fruition, uh, when this episode releases um, in early 2018, the ICO will take place or has taken place already. When you listen to this, it's probably already done. And people have spent money or have spent some of their crypto currencies and uh, put it into Kodacoin. And then... Uh, there is hopefully going to be some execution. A again, this is no financial advice. I wouldn't advise <laughs> it. But that's one of the reasons that we're putting out this episode pretty much when the ICO is almost over. Because I, again, if you if you put any money into that, then you, you could lose it all. Quite could frankly, lose it that, that's, all. Yes. yeah, you could lose it. You could lose it all, couldn't you? It could be just. It's like a bet. It, you're taking a bet. You're gambling at this point. You're taking a bet, um, and. You're betting on the people behind Kodak One to be successful with what they're trying to do. Hmm. It, hmm. It's, I, I, this is fascinating stuff. It this is, for me it? gets <laughs> so this gets my business brain turning over. You know, like the, you know, I uh, speculating about the business models and under yeah, you know, what underpins them and the confidence that would be necessary and and uh, where, where the future is. Is it trying to buck the trend? Is it going to be something that people pick up and run with? You know, is it going to be another Instagram where it gets a million downloads on its first day? Um, or, or is it going to be something that's not quite so successful? Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, this is one of the things, like one of the great things about doing this show is that we can say whatever we like. <laughs> so <laughs> as what long does... As we're, as long as we're prepared to be, as long as we're prepared to laugh at ourselves afterwards when we get proven to be horribly wrong, which well, I'm, perf I'm perfectly comfortable with that, so I'm okay. <laughs> which, which, yeah, again, in this case, especially with Kodacoin, who knows? I don't know. We don't know. And uh, well, let's. But let's... it is interesting to look at the future of the business of photography, of course, um, of course. You know, instead of you know, instead of just the technology or or instead of, or, and 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 not the art. And, uh, you know, because this is a, this is an industry that has, has been through, uh, you know, trying try not to use buzzwords, but it's been through an enormous change over the last decade. 
um, with the rise of consumer uh, consumer smartphones and cameras, everybody having a very powerful camera in their pocket. You know, it's changed the world in that, uh, for photography um, and for the business of photography. So if this is going to be interesting to see if if some control can be regained. Um, well, let's find out. Well, this this is not a product yet, so this will probably take years to come to fruition. Anyway, let's leave it at that for Kodacoin. Um, just a little uh, bit of housekeeping we already mentioned in the last episode. Uh, um, how would you be interested to discuss these things and meet other people around the future of photography, other people from the community? Um, we've been looking at meeting in the UK in 2018. And uh, there's a lot of potential for knowledge sharing, for playing with other people's toys, for recording a live show. There's a lot of different things that can be done. And if you think that's fun, um, let us know your interest. We are going to uh, try to make this as compatible with everyone as possible. So we want to know um, what you would prefer us to do what kind of activities uh what kind of a location would work for you again this is in the uk and we have some choice there for you to click through there's a little form and we are going to link that in the notes for this show you can also find it at tfttf.com slash tfop day it certainly sounds like a lot of fun to me and i'm looking forward to, to meeting uh listeners and to uh having more and more engagement um much though i love chatting just the two of us um it's even better when there are more people involved so yeah let's do it i can i can imagine that to be great fun we don't have a date yet so yeah go to the form it's in the show notes let us know what you what you think what you want and we'll find a date and a place and try to make it possible all right that was it for episode 13 of the future photography coda coin thanks for being here talk to you again next week till then bye now bye-bye you've been listening to the future of photography a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. dot